Cantos 97 to 99 of Book 2 of the Raman of Balmiki, translated by Ralph D. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Omar Dutree. Canto 97 Lakshman's Anger. Thus Rama showed his love the real, whose waters ran beneath the hill, then resting on his mountain seat, refreshed her with the choicest meat. So there reposed the happy two, then Bharat's army near a drill, rose to the skies, a dusty cloud, the sound of trampling feet was loud, the swelling roar of marching man drove the rose tiger from his den, and scared the maid, the serpent race, flying the hole and hiding place, the hearts of deer in terror fled, the air was filled with birds overhead, the bear began to leave his tree, the monkey to the cave to flee, while elephants were all amazed, as though the wood around them blazed. The lion opt his ponderous jaw, the buffalo looked round in awe, the prince, who heard the defending sound, and saw the sylvan creatures round, fly widely startled from their rest, the glorious Lakshman does at rest. Sumitra's noble son, most dear, hark, Lakshman, what a roar I hear, the tumult of a coming crowd, Appalling, deepening, deep and loud. The din that yet more fearful grows, Scars elephants and buffaloes, Are frightened by the lions, dear, Are flying through the wood in fear. I fain would know who seeks this place, Comes Prince Amona for the chase, Or does some mighty beast of prey, Frighten the sylvan hearts away. It is hard to reach this mountain height, Yea, even for birds in airy flight, then fain, O Lakshman, would I know, What cause disturbs the forest so? Lakshman, in haste, the wood to veal, Climbed the high sow that near him grew, The forest all around he eyed, First gazing on the eastern side, Then northward, when his eyes he bent, He saw a mighty armament, Of elephants and cars and horse, And men on foot a mingled force, And banners waving in the bridge, and spoke to Rama words like these. Quick, quick, my lord, put out the fire, Let Sita to the cave retire, Thy coat of mail around thee throw, Prepare thine arrows and thy bow. In eager haste, thus Lakshman cried, And Rama, lion lord, replied, Still closer be the armies canned, And say, who leads the warlike band? Lakshman, his answer thus returned, A furious rage within him bond, Exciting him like kindled fire, To scorch the army in his ire. It is Bharat, he has made the throne, By consecrating rights his own. To gain the whole dominion does, He comes in arms to slaughter us. I mark tree high upon his car, He is flexed of the Govida. I see his glittering banner glance, I see his chivalry advance, I see his eager warriors shine, On elephants in lengthened line. Now grasp we each the shafts and bow, And higher up the mountain go. Or in this place, O heroes, stand, With weapons in each ready hand. Perhaps beneath our might may fall This leader of the standard tall, And Varad I this day may see, Who brought this mighty war on thee, Sita and me, who drove away, My brother from the royal sway. Varad our foe at length is nigh, and by this hand shall surely die. Brother, I see no sin at all, 
if barred by my weapon fall. No fault is his who slays the foe, whose hand was first to strike the blow. With Varad now the crime begins, who against thee and duty seems. The queen, a thirst for royal sway, will see her darling son to-day fall by this hand, like some fair tree struck by an elephant slain by me. Kaike's self shall perish too, with kit and kind and retinue, and art by my avenging deed shall from this mass of sin be freed. This day my rat, too long restrained, shall fall upon the foe unchained, mad as the kindled flame that speeds, destroying through the grass and reeds. This day mine arrows, keen and fierce, the bodies of the foe shall pierce. The earth's unchitraguta's side shall run with torrents crimson dyed. The wandering beasts of prey shall feed on hot cleft elephant and steed, and drag to mountain caves away the bodies that my arrows slay. Doubt not that Varad and his train shall in this mighty earth be slain. So shall I pay the debt my bow, and these my deadly arrows woe. Canto 98 Lakshman Calmed Then Rama, nobly, calm allayed, the rat that Lakshman's bosom swayed. What need have we the sword to wield, to bend the bow or lift the shield, if Varad brave and wise and good, himself has sought this sheltering oud. I swear my father's will to do, and if I now my brother slew, what gain in kingship should I find, despised and scorned by all mankind? Believe me, even as I would shrink from poison meat or deadly drink, no power or treasure would I win by fall of friend or kit or kin. Brother, believe the words I speak, for your dear sakes alone I speak, Duty and pleasure, wealth and gain, a holy life, a happy reign. If royal sway my heart desires, my brother's will the wish inspires, their bliss and safety is my care, by this uplifted bow I swear. It were not so hard for me to gain, this broad land guarded by the main, but even Indra's royal might should never be mine in duty's spite. If any bliss my soul can see, deprived of their Satrugna tea, and Varad, made a flame destroy, with ashy gloom the selfish joy. For dearer than this life of mine, knowing the custom of our line, his heart with fond affection fraught, Varad, Ayodhya's towns resort, and hearing when I came that I, with thee and cedar forced to fly, with matted hair and hermit dress, am wandering in the wilderness, while grief his troubled senses storms, and tender love his bosom warms, from every thought of evil clear, is come to meet his brother here. Some grievous words by chance he spoke, Kaike's anger to provoke, then won the king and comes to lay, before my feet the royal sway. Heater, methinks, in season deal, comes worried for an interview, nor in his secret heart has he, one evil thought against thee or me. What has it done ere now reflect? How failed in love or due respect to make the doubt his fate and lay this evil to his jaws to-day? Thou shouldst not join with Varad's name so harsh a speech and idle blame. The blows thy tongue and Varad deals my sympathizing bosom feels. How, urged by stress of an ill, should sons of their fathers 
lifeblood's peal. A brother slain in impious strife, a brother dearer than his life. If thou these cruel words hast said, by strong desire of empire led, my brother Varad will I pray, to give to thee the kingly sway. Give him the realm, my speech shall be, and Varad will, methinks, agree. Thus spoke the prince, whose chief delight was duty, and to aid the right, and Lakshman keenly felt the blame, and shrank within himself for shame. And then his answer does return, with downcast eye and cheek that bond. Brother, I win, to see thy face, one sire himself has sought this place. Thus Lakshman spoke and stood ashamed, and Rama saw and thus exclaimed, It is the strong-armed monarch, he, his come, methinks, his sons to see, to bid us both the forest quit, for joys, for which he deems us feed. He thinks on all our care and pain, and now would lead us home again. My glorious father hence will bear, Sita, who claims all tender care. I see two coursers, fleet as storms, of noble breed and lovely forms. I see the beast of mountain sides, who bears the king our father wise. The aged victor march this way, in front of all the armed array. But doubt and fear within me rise, for when I look with eager eyes, I see no white umbrella spread, world famous over the royal head. Now, Lakshman, from the tree descend, and to my world's attention land. Thus spoke the pious prince, and he descended from the lofty tree, and reverent hand to hand applied, stood humbly by his brother's side. The host, compelled by Varad's care, the earth from trampling feet to spare, thence crowding half a league each way, and camped around the mountain lay. Below the tall hill's shelving side, gleamed a bright army far and wide, spread over the ample space. By Varad led, who firmly true, in duty from his bosom trill, all pride and near his brother drill to win the hero's grace. Canto ninety-nine, Varad's approach. Soon as the warriors took their rest, obeying Varad's high behaste, does Varad to Satrugna spake, a band of soldiers with thee take, and with these hunters over and over the tickets of the old explore. With bow, sword, arrows in their hands, let Guha with his kindred bands, within this grove remaining trace, the children of Kakutstas race. And I, meanwhile, on foot will true, this neighboring earth my way pursue, with elders and the twice-born man, and every lord and citizen. There is, I feel, no rest for me, till Rama's face again I see, Lakshman, in arms and glory great, and Sita born to happy fate. No rest until this cheek as bright as the fair moon rejoice my sight. No rest until I see the eye with which the lotus petals vie. Till on my head those dear feet rest with signs of royal rank impressed. None till my kingly brother gain his old hereditary reign. Till over his limbs and noble head the consecrating drops be shed. How blessed is Janak's daughter, true, to every wifely duty, who cleaves faithful to her husband's side, whose realm is guarded by ocean's tide. This mountain, too, above the rest, even as the king of hills is blessed, 
whose shades Cacustus shy and hold, as London charms the lord of gold. Here happy is the tangled grove, where savage beasts unnumbered rove, who a glory of the warrior race, King Rama finds a dwelling place. Thus Bharat, strong-armed heroes, spake, and walked within the pathless break. Over plains, where gay trees bloomed, he went, through boughs in tangled network bent, and then from Rama's cot appeared the banner which the flame appeared, and for it joyed with every friend to mark those smoky reeds ascend. Here Rama dwells, he thought, at last, the ocean of our toil is past. Then sure that Rama's hermit cart was on the mountain side, he stayed his army on the spot, and on it Guha hide. And of Candles ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety nine.